Dear fellow member, the financial secretary will deliver his budget for 2011-12 in less than a month. I moved a motion at LegCo last week calling for the administration to comprehensively review its public finance policies. My reasons being, first, there is an immediate need to address the issue of poverty. Secondly, our tax system needs to be updated. Let me deal with this one by one. In the past decade or so, Hong Kong's GDP has recorded a growth exceeding 50% in real terms. But it is distressing to note that income of the lowest 10% household income group has dropped by a significant 40% for the same period to $3,000 per month. These statistics sadly reflect that a substantial number of the grassroots in our community are unable to taste the fruits of our economic success. The elderly is feeling more of the pinch as they were never sheltered with retirement protection during most of their work lives. No doubt, the poor is getting poorer. The across-the-board and one-off measures of the government to return part of the surpluses to the public lacked long-term policy objectives and specific focuses, and they failed to improve the livelihood of the low-income households. The poor finds the measures inadequate. Yet, to the rest of the community, these are simply nice to have. This mismatch in resources deployment has created social grievances and conflicts. Amidst the sufferings of the poor, there are calls urging the administration to reduce tax rates, both externally from international organizations and media including Wall Street Journal and Heritage Foundation, and internally from business sector. But is reduction in tax rate really an effective tool to enhance our competitiveness as an international financial and business center? Is it a just an equitable way to return the surplus overspill to the public? In the recent question and answer session at LegCo, the chief executive addressed the issue on relieving poverty and asserted that public money must be spent wisely and so with fiscal reserves accumulated during economic blooms. This is financial discipline, he said. Otherwise, we would be left with little to survive when tough time comes. But financial discipline does not mean over-conservatism or being insensitive to the changing environment. is adopting comprehensive and long-term measures to help the poor and the elderly tantamount to lacking financial discipline? Let's look at some facts and figures. First, on the current level of reserves. It is said that Hong Kong is hardly rich because we need to pay for civil service pensions. However, the government accounts at the end of March 2010 revealed the following. After providing for civil service pension of $470 billion and deducting fixed assets like buildings and infrastructure assets, the government still holds $930 billion in reserves, including the exchange fund. With this year's surplus, the total surely 
will exceed 1,000 billion. Second, on valuable assets held by the government, these assets may be cashed out with down impact on public policy. For example, lowering the shareholding in MTRC from 77% to 50% and listing airport authority while retaining 50% shareholding will together provide the government with more than 100 billion. This figure could be more, counting other assets such as beaches and tunnels. Thirdly, how much reserve is needed to face future tough times and secure our linked exchange rate? According to the administration, during the Asian financial crisis, between the six years from 1998-99 to 2003-2004, Hong Kong had an accumulated deficit of close to 200 billion. However, we were never told the other side of the story, namely, that in the ensuing four years, that is from 2004-05 to 2007-08, the government had a surplus of more than 200 billion, enough to cover the deficit in the previous six years. Besides, more impressive surpluses followed in the subsequent years, allowing the government to reduce tax rates and giving out one-off candies. Fourthly, over-accumulation in exchange fund. The government held 190 billion on 31st December 1997. But in September 2010, the figure increased more than threefold to approaching 595 billion, harvesting 400 billion over 12 years. Do we really need such a massive reserve to defend our limited exchange rates? During the last attack on Hong Kong dollar in 1998, the Hong Kong MA introduced the strong side convertibility undertaking to strengthen the defense of our currency. Last year, Hong Kong joined the Chiang Mai Multilateral Initiative to join hand with other countries in the region to defend our currencies. With these measures and backup from mainland, is there really a need to blindly and boundlessly increase the accumulations in the exchange fund? Fifth, the myth of recurrent and non-recurrent classification. The administration stresses the need for financial discipline and strives to avoid operating deficit. However, the huge revenue from land sale, an average of 27.4 billion per year for the last 10 years, under our high land price policy, has always been classified as non-recurrent income. As this sizable revenue never gets into the government's operating account, the ability of the government to take on recurrent commitment to address poverty and other social issues has been significantly limited. But splitting a certain portion of land revenue into operating account would better reflect the government's actual financial ability to take on long-term social commitments. On my second point, I believe that our energy should be directed to bring our tax system up to date. Actions should be taken to address the soft spots in our tax system. For example, the much-talked-about amendment to Section 39E of the Inland Revenue Ordinance, 
allowing for tax loss carryback and group loss relief, and improving the clarity, certainty, and consistency in our tax administration. Besides, tax measures should be introduced to strengthen the competitiveness of our pillar industries and promote the development of new ones. Simply lowering our tax rate is again an ineffective and lazy way of approaching our fiscal policy. My motion, therefore, calls for the administration to conduct a comprehensive and in-depth review of Hong Kong's policies and measures in taxation, social welfare, and public finances. In particular, I urge the administration to set up a true tax policy unit. Which should be staffed by full-time tax experts with international tax knowledge and exposure, to study the use of tax measures to dovetail with the government's policies on economy and industries, upgrade Hong Kong's competitiveness as an international financial, commercial, and trade center, address the problem of poverty, and eradicate social and economic inequalities. The leaders in the administration that we need in Hong Kong are those who have a long-term vision for Hong Kong, both economically and socially, a heart to do justice, a love to take heed of the crowd, and are capable of humble self-reflection rather than a stiff money hoarder. The Lunar New Year is round the corner. I wish to take this opportunity to wish you and your loved ones. A happy, healthy, and successful year of rabbit. Yours sincerely, Paul.